<laughs> restaurants on their service. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm Jeff Hopkins, and I'm joined by my good buddies, Richard Manfredi. Hello. And Michael Winfield. Howdy. Richard and Michael spend most of their time arguing with each other about the Mount Rushmores of life, the four things that best represent a certain topic. And I'm the one who kind of plays uh, judge. But, you know, normally one of them picks the topic. This time around, I picked the topic. And the topic was stupid things people do in bars and restaurants. Now, let me explain. So in my esteem, bars and restaurants, they're this interesting thing that goes beyond kind of normal architecture. It's not uh, a place. It's kind of a place of mind. Well, we enter them, we transform. You know, some people see them as a stage to act out their ridiculous personalities. If it's like a bar, we've seen a lot of sitcoms and things that take place in bars. For some, people go there for recreation, for libation, for nutrition, for flirtation. All kinds of crazy stuff happens there. And I just think most ridiculous behavior happens there. So that's what I want to just talk about. What do you guys think? I think this is a very broad topic that's going to go in a lot of different I'm glad. directions. Yeah, Michael, kind of Michael and I were at the uh, Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles game last night trying uh-huh. to figure out exactly what the fuck you I'm meant by this topic. I'm so. sick of the strict confines of this podcast, um, and so I want to just branch out to weird stuff. Matt Rushmore of, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Matt Rushmore, huh. hey, there's a thing. Hey. I, don't, I think there's a lot of, <laughs> so within two specific architectural designations, anything, but it's got to happen in a bar or happen in a restaurant. And type of human behavior. No, I feel good. I feel. No, I feel good. I got. Good, I got four good ones. At least, yeah. Okay. So. I think. I think the only. The only thing that kind of drives you in one direction is that word stupid. So I kind of. I'm. I'm okay. Etching away from stupid <laughs> to kind of annoying. Okay. But stupid, annoying, kind of shitty. Unusual things you shouldn't do. Bad behavior. Don't do it at a, at a bar. Don't or a do restaurant. it. Yeah. Don't do it. Stop that. All right. So eeny, meeny, miny, Richard starts. All right. So my first one is tipping with change. Oh wow. <laughs> And this is mainly a bar one. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and partially the bar is to blame. Don't price something at like five fifty, because then the person's going to get, you know, somehow get fifty cents back. That angry man from Bar Rescue is going to come in and oh, tell, tell you how wrong you are. John from Bar Rescue is going to scream in your face for twenty minutes. Do you think people are tipping? Is one of the things that people. Put a blind, but very intelligent people put a blind spot up when they don't want to actually do it. Well, my my first category is tipping poorly, so right. I think we can we can combine. Let's just open this up, up okay. into a, a whole tipping okay. conversation here. Yeah, I love uh, I love the idea of, though of tipping with change and that being especially dickish. And I know this because I've had friends who are bartenders or waitstaff actually tell me this before. That why people tip with change is because they don't want the change in their pocket. You know who else doesn't want a big thing of change at the end of the night? <laughs> Bartenders. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got, if you're going to tip a buck seventy eight because after tax in your city or whatever the thing comes out to like you know whatever it is, just tip an extra buck and, and keep your change because then at the end of the night they're trying to split the change up between oh, five yeah. different people and you've got like forty dollars in in quarters and, and nickels and dimes. Yeah, and you're just it, it's it's almost more work than it's worth for mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. So just just tip a dollar. And also, by the way, if you're at a bar, tip more than a dollar a drink. That might have worked like in the 80s mm-hmm. when it was like $2 beer night or something. But you're a grown-up now. It's 2010s. Drinks cost nine, ten bucks. Don't tip a buck on it. My, uh, my wife, when we're at like some sort of event, like a function, like a wedding 
or uh, even if we'll go to like a concert some, sometimes. We'll or maybe keep... it was a funeral. <laughs> Jeff, we just don't understand this topic. We, we, uh, this, is, this is tangentially related. She'll leave like one tip at the beginning of the night. She'll like leave yeah. a 20 and just keep going back to that same person so that they know that you respect them enough. To not just leave them 50 cents. Yeah. Our yeah. friend Tyler does this at bars. He'll like tip 20 bucks at the beginning of the night and keep going to that guy. I think he said before the assumption that that guy will give him a free drink or two at some point because he knows he's been tipped well for the night. And, pro- and oh, that's, or, smart. Or, that's actually really smart. Probably like they forget. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost the bar or anything anyway for yeah. $7. Tipping poorly, I think, reveals. So if you're in, this is my um, advice to you out there, people who are starting new relationships. If you think there is any longevity in this person you're dating, immediately take them to a restaurant and see how they behave. See how they talk to servers. Do they condescend? See, do they think of the tip in terms of something that uh, is a birthright to that person who's who killing themselves and is not paid even minimum wage? Or do they think of it as like a minimum uh, obligation and then they can go more generous than 20%? You really see people's behavior. I think that there's an interesting thing that's been happening with restaurants lately, especially in LA, where they've been adding, where they've been trying to make up for the the poor wages they pay their wait staff by doing like service charges or oh, yeah. like, have you seen that mandatory ha- tips for mandatory tips or yeah, it's built in. So there's a service called uh, I think it's called a uh, Healthy LA or Eat Healthy LA. It's, yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> it's it's a, like a 3% service charge that they add on to your bill. And they kind of announce it on the menu beforehand. They'll say, uh, you're, you know, 3% of your of the bill is going to, you know, whatever, yeah. extra tack on. And it goes to pay like health care costs for the wait staff or the, the kitchen staff. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like like these little bandage ways to kind of get around right yeah like either people that tip poorly in the first place or that that's just the system is weirdly broken i know yeah. in like other countries have some yeah we're the only country that does this yeah we, yeah we have like this weird like i don't know extra difficulty that people put on paying for services and everyone's like well we'll just make everything cost more it's like there's something there's a big disconnect mm-hmm. with it and i don't think that people help out very much especially when they're like I don't know. I, people like bring they they bring such like they bring their own insecurities or like like you said kind of bad habits into the restaurant. Yeah. And they look for like slights and tip poorly because of yeah. Well, this you know the the wine didn't come out in time, and yeah. sometimes it's the fault of the restaurant, but like yeah, it's pretty rarely. Or the fault. I didn't like the wine, which has nothing to do with the service. anyone yeah. at the restaurant. Yeah. It's just you I, picked a shitty wine. Yeah. And, and I should point this out. God bless my mom and dad, but they were lousy tippers, lousy tippers. And not, it was weird. I I don't, it's almost as if they didn't understand what a correct tip was. And maybe this is, did it used to be like 10%? I I think this is one of the things where people have a purposeful blind spot where you decide, well, I did like me with my taxes. I cheat like crazy on my taxes. And you know what I tell myself? I don't know. I didn't know. Right. I didn't know that armed robbery was in the, wasn't that, that Steve Martin did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have you, have you heard about the people that, um, have you heard about like the, qu- the quarter tippers? Yeah. Like the, that leave like a stack and they'll, they'll bring a stack of quarters. Oh yeah. And yeah. like, they'll show them how much they're, we're going to tip and it will reduce 
it's depending so on like how so passive aggressive so, awful awful yeah. you know what i think is it begs the um class system i think people miss the class system in the united states now it's their one opportunity for joe schmo from indiana to feel like he's in downton abbey and he is downtown, <laughs> downtown, Abbey. downtown Abbey. Okay, so we each don't like uh, uh, awkward tippers or poor tippers. Richard, what's your second? All right, so it's, I'm going to stick with the bill here, but a little bit different. Oh, this is the person who's way too anal about splitting up the bill. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, also on my list. Oh, is <laughs> it? We're, we're lockstep right now in in how we view restaurant and horrible people at bars my wife had a friend who would do this anytime we would go out you know there'd be a group of like eight of us and she would sit down what did you have what did you have and sit with her calculator for five minutes and figure out exactly including tip and then including how including however much tax was yeah exactly what everybody owed best part was always didn't matter how how much time she spent on this everyone would put in exactly what they owed We'd be short like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Instead of everyone just, just because we're adults, we can eyeball and go, okay, mine was 12 bucks plus my soda was 250 So, okay, it's 1450 plus taxing me this and I should yeah. leave this. Okay, it was roughly, I don't know, 20 bucks. Fine. <laughs> I everyone can do this. And the, the difference between saving what? Everyone saves, some people will save 50 cents. Some people will pay an extra 50 yeah. cents. Or even Who gives like, a crap? Or even a couple of dollars. Uh, I think it comes down to, at some point, one of these people was like spurned by yeah, they, get burned, they yeah. were like left with a bill and so they become righteous about it and now mm-hmm. it's their their goal that yeah. they're not going to be taking for this diet coke any yeah. longer <laughs> then uh, that you take the evening that was about sharing and you know celebration and turn it into a like shylock you know scene from <laughs> william shakespeare we're all, we're also at, at a weird spot in terms of like Paying via share services through like PayPal or Venmo. Oh, yeah. But also in terms of like, I'd, I'm still confused by how many cards a restaurant will take at times for a group. Yeah. Because it used to be like, okay, well, we have to bring cash because this restaurant's only going to take one card. So we'll mm-hmm. give it to the one person that they're going to decide and they're going to do yeah. their airline miles thing. That's fine. Yeah. And then it slowly turned into, why did you bring cash? You're you're yeah. the one that's making this difficult, yeah. and the restaurants are like really fine with three hundred cards, twelve cards. T- and that I I didn't have this on here, but the people who want to have separate checks for eight different groups stop that. So, some restaurants are like super proactive about it, and they'll be yeah. like, okay, which who's together? Are you guys together? That couple that's together? fine if they want to do that. That's great. Yeah. But don't be like, well, we've got eight different couples here, so could you give us eight different checks? No. Be adults and be able to work this out. And, and, you know, and it's like, look, if everyone roughly got the same stuff, you just take, we all agree, you just take the check and you just chop it even ways. Mm-hmm. So I don't, yeah, I don't, this is related. I don't like the guy who, if we all know if we're going to split the bill like an equal amount of ways, he gets shows up and he orders the appetizer, mm. the most expensive thing, mm. yeah. orders an extra drink. Mm-mm. Most expensive dessert. Then when the bill comes, he's always the one who goes, well, we should have split this four ways. <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's not one of mine. That's like a, a related kind of the guy, bonus. The guy that has that had three drinks and everyone else, and it's like lunch, and they're drinking like iced teas. And, <laughs> and he's drinking like whiskey sours or something, yeah. There's oh a guy my God, in my people. office who um, appetizers, if we know it's a business lunch and we know the boss is going to pick it up, there's usually a round of appetizers. And he 
this is at a restaurant in downtown Burbank. He, for some reason, goes, we all like these steamed mushrooms, right? <laughs> Nobody wants these steamed mushrooms. Uh, well, maybe get two or three of those. Uh, waitress, waitress. And he's the only guy who eats them. It's disgusting. All right, so did we both agree on splitting the bill? And yeah, yeah. The we're, uh, we're at halfway point. Yeah, Neck and neck. Hey, uh, it's halfway point in this podcast. Hey, guys, can we just split this podcast? <laughs> let's split this <laughs> podcast. No, half. let's do it three ways and then... Um, um, maybe you could help us uh, split this podcast by going out on iTunes or Sound Stitcher or Bloop Knocker or whatever you get this podcast from and rate and review it. We'd love to share it with more people. The higher rating it gets, the more reviews it gets, the more people find out about it. And I think the world would be a better place if they heard my voice more. Don't you agree? Don't answer that. Uh, also, go to Mount Rushmore Podcast Twitter and Facebook and leave your comments. We'd love to hear your opinions on previous episodes. And we'd love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. And Instagram. And Instagram. And Snapchat. That's going to be happening anytime And now. Vine. And also um, the... What, what was there something? There was something like timelines. Usenet. Usenet. Yeah. Use Gopher. Soon, if you yeah. go use the Gopher protocol. Okay. So uh, second half, Michael. Um, I'll start off the second half. Yeah. Let's go for it. And um, I just want to talk about jukebox etiquette. Oh wow. Oh, okay. oh this is a. Uh, this is to to uh, pardon the pun, but a hot button. This yeah. topic for now. Me. This is something that I. This is going to go a couple ways, and I am at fault. Michael is dressed like Fonzie, for those of you who don't know. I, I just keep Mr. hitting Retro things in, in my house to <laughs> and giving whenever, thumbs up to, to make sure that they work or don't work. There is a way to play the jukebox, and there is a way to be just an awful, awful person about it. Now, I am an awful person in the way that I like to put a lot of money in the jukebox and listen throughout the evening. Yeah. What drives me crazy is when the jukeboxes come with a play mine first feature and you are so weirdly narcissistic that you feel it is your duty to play this counting crow song yeah right now because i don't like the music that's been playing do or you th- do you think it's for the girl you're trying to have sex with no that no. evening it is okay. it is never that and it is always a song by live okay it is, it is always something that – I can respect someone that wants to play mine first where it's like within like the kind of milieu of the music that's going on. And I admit it, my music tastes skew mm-hmm. alternative yeah. and indie and British at times and it's not necessarily for everyone. Mm-hmm. But damn it, I got there first. Yeah. And I think that there's something that's weird when you're listening to a jukebox and then you come in and – all of a sudden, uh, too legit to quit. I, I think it's a—it's almost like this classism thing or elitism, right? Because it's well, you, I am better than all these people. You've waited your turn, yeah, to be able to put your money. Yes, in. and then some Rockefeller, some you know, yeah. J.P. Getty over here strolls in, and just because they're willing to put up an additional two credits to go on top of the eight credits that they per song or whatever the hell it is now. Yeah. Do you think this they're is able, a, they're able to cut ahead in you in line. This it's, is exactly <laughs> our election right now. I feel like there's a privileged class. Who there's this guy to... that has done nothing and has gotten bailed out continuously and people continue to give him money and continue to give him more rope to hang yeah. themselves. And the person that's so, that's put their money in the jukebox first has been like, 
I've been waiting here for 20 years yeah, Don- to hear my song. Yeah, Donald Trump is the asshole who just <laughs> cut in front of you so he could play Baby Got Back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say there's another super asshole thing to – there's a couple of asshole things mm-hmm. to do with like on the jukebox. One, play the same song over and over just yeah. to piss off the crowd. It doesn't happen very often. But, that's, a, that's a real fuck you move. I've pulled but, out a couple of times <laughs> at places that I, I got mad at somebody at. Yeah. And the other thing, and which I've 100% done, is played a terrible song as the last song of my picks and then leave before oh, it comes up. Sure. I uh, saw the sign, Ace of Base. Yeah, something like that. Or you get people's hopes up by playing like a Weird Al Yankovic song <laughs> and they think it's like smells like uh, Teen Spirit and then it just like smells like Nirvana or it's just <laughs> some, some version that just immediately they're just like, oh, uh, come on. There's a bar I used to go to that had a really good jukebox. But every once in a while, one of the bartenders in particular who d- didn't have a great taste in music, you'd put in a song and it'd be like a decent song, like a Pixies, Pixies song or something. And they would just skip it. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, you can do with that? the bartender. Yeah, they usually there's like a switch that they can hit just to like reset fast, the re- bujuk yeah, or skip that song uh. in the middle of it. So you're just getting into like you know wave of mutilation or something, and all of a sudden it's like, and suddenly like Pac-Man fever comes on or something. <laughs> that's awful. Barnes and Barnes. Oh, oh, who was that? Man. Garcia and Buckner. Buckner, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Richard and I too. Um, we used to, I don't know, more frequently we'd go out and and. And go to bars together in our and, in our wild days. In our wild days, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a game that we'd play that was called jukeboxing, and uh, we'd select a topic and kind of go back and forth and try to one up each other in terms of stay on stay on target or stay on topic. Oh, yeah. yeah, and who who had a, a good jukeboxing match probably oh. was pretty annoying. I used to. Uh, <laughs> we were those two guys who were just like, why is every song about uh, San Diego? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, one time at our kickball bar i put on feel so good by chuck mangione yeah literally cleared the bar within like two <laughs> minutes everyone stepped outside i felt pretty good about it at that point <laughs> okay richard what's your third choice okay i mentioned my family being really bad to really bad tippers earlier to the point where I, I would have to circle back around and say oh, i gotta use the restroom real quick after they'd leave so i can come back and drop a few bucks in just at least yeah. make it uh respectable i've got another one that i think maybe not completely exclusive to my family but i know at least my brother god bless him does and he will not sit at a restaurant table with his back to the to a door or a window <laughs> oh we well, we go and we go to a place like a cow like han solo in the waiting for well I, to show up. I would give him shit because i'm like are you in the mob are you under witness protection do you th-? he's like well i just don't i don't know what's happening behind me you know oh. what's happening behind you People are walking into the door <laughs> to come inside. Yeah, that's what's happening behind you. There's a there's a, an amazing narcissism that is at play there, and uh, when we get to my fourth one, it's very narcissistic. I'll tell as you well. why. But I, don't I, do I love that. this. I love this pick. This I'll, is ridiculous. Is your brother? I have male pattern baldness like myself because that's why I don't Ooh, do it. That's oh, a pretty that's good interesting. one. Interesting. I, I realized I was doing this subconsciously. Realized I always wanted to sit with my back to a wall, and and. Under the stupid pretense that, A, I wasn't married or in a perfectly wonderful relationship, or B, that if I were to meet some lovely girl, I could spend my entire life without showing her the back of my head. <laughs> All you would have to do is convert to Judaism. That's it. Okay. And get just that yarmulke. never take off your yarmulke. 
No, I don't. Uh, there's been a few other. Now, okay, now you've got me thinking. Finally, mm. finally, 26 <laughs> episodes of this podcast. This is gonna fuck up the podcast for sure. <laughs> now you got me wondering if that's why he does it. Because I just always assumed he was kind of weird, just a weirdo. I'm sure he's still weird. He's still a weirdo. But now I'm thinking maybe that might be part of the reason. But there have been a few other people I know who are very like strange about not wanting to like, like they're you know in the Godfather, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. They're in the mafia or something, and if if there's a hit coming, they want to be able to see it. Yeah, and I don't know if this is a factor. My brother used to go to a lot of extra super shitty dive bars, oh, okay. like Central Valley Fresno type uh-huh. shitty dive bars, not L.A. shitty dive bars where you're still paying seven eight bucks for a Budweiser. Yeah. So maybe there was more of a chance that like some bad shit was going to go down, and, yeah. and you needed to know where it was. Where the exits are. <laughs> but you don't need to know that at an Olive Garden. No. <laughs> no no bad shit is going down at the Olive Garden, with the exception of the food that the they're food. serving <laughs> at the Olive Garden, and it doesn't matter where you sit at that point, unless you want a closer <laughs> line of sight to the restroom. Okay. All right, uh, Michael, what's yours? Uh, my final one is uh, ordering off-menu. Oh, what there is such an extreme narcissism which i know you talked about this one a little bit in the food snobs in the uh mount rushmore snobs episode that we did yeah but we can certainly expand upon this because fuck these guys i have a family member as well that she will regardless of the restaurant go in and order i just want a grilled chicken breast and steamed vegetables like we could be at an Olive Garden and that's what she's yeah. going to order, or we could be—it doesn't matter—another an, nice restaurant or a French restaurant, mm-hmm. and she wants what she wants when she wants it, and yeah. there is no, there's no convincing her otherwise. And like, you know, the people that this is chefs- a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> You're a <laughs> Jiffy Lube, ma'am. <laughs> you provide oil changes. <laughs> like, there's there's something about that where I, m- maybe it's that you're set in your ways. Maybe it's that you can't deal with things not fitting in just right. But Maybe it's you're a diabetic. It's, and you're, you're is she the type of person who has a very limited food palate? I think it's like self-imposed, though. Uh, okay. What she's not doing is allowing the restaurant to do what they do best and Which make, make their, good food. Yeah, make good food. Make yeah. their food. Yeah. That make they think food. is their interpretation of good food. I, I think, yeah, I, maybe it extends to like bars as well when, you know, you have a particular drink that you want it's like you're in the crappiest dive bar yeah we do not have yeah you're not getting an old-fashioned at like this shitty dive bar yeah Yeah. like i think there's a weird thing that goes in is like well that's the drink that i drink or this is the drink that i made up at home Uh this is what i want that have that drink at home yeah there's a weird there's a weird thing like like don't go to tgi fridays and expect bitters to be (laughs) in the back of the bar we're bringing so much into like you know eating is a very personal experience Mm -hmm. or sitting around with friends and it's you know, you, you know, most of the time, in theory, it's done around your own kitchen table, and yeah. you've made the food, or your family members made the food, and it's like those sorts of things can be forgiven. But when you're in the public situation, yeah. it feels like why? Yeah. Why it's embarrassing for you? Yeah, because then suddenly you've got this family member, or this you know, person in your party, who is like going off script, and is like being like the difficult one. And so you feel like you have to like compensate for it, <laughs> you know, like be extra like helpful and oh i don't know i don't need another refill i'm fine (laughs) i think there's also like there's also a weird like converse of this when you go to a restaurant and they in bold letters say no substitutions yeah 
I think it's probably a weird pushback to that sort of person that's come in and demanded something there. You know, it's yeah. – that yeah. kind of like the old McDonald's yeah. or a Burger King. Burger King customer yeah, yeah. is always right. Yeah, yeah. Or like a have half, half way. Your way yeah. Yeah. I have this coworker who always would order, ask everywhere you went, everywhere, do you have fresh squeezed lemonade? McDonald's. It could be. <laughs> uh, it could be a Taco Bell. It could be Arby's. A, a street vendor going by with just one churro in his hand, and he would ask the guy, "Do you have fresh squeezed lemonade?" How many times do you think they said, "Oh yeah, sure we do," and oh, just yeah. broke open the country time or whatever? <laughs> How many times has this person ever made had fresh squeezed lemonade at home? Know. Either yeah, and, like yeah. zero. <laughs> And then he said, "Well, you don't got any of that. Okay, just give me some, uh, give me some sautéed mushrooms, <laughs> appetizer. We're good." All right, Richard, what's your final entry into this bizarre category? Okay, so my final one is fast food related, and it involves the person who gets to the front of the line and does has no idea what yeah. they're going to order. <laughs> now, I will give you one exception, a, a, a partial exception to this rule. If you're at Taco Bell in the drive-through line. Sometimes you do need an extra second or two yeah. because they will change their lineup yeah. on like a weekly basis. Yeah. They've got specialty tacos that exist when you order that don't exist <laughs> when you get to the window. Right. Yeah. They've wiped out it, the code for it. They're just making it up register. as it goes along anyway. This is a chur- churipo. I don't know. Whatever. Churipo. It's got, it's got all the same stuff that you had in, the, in your uh, chalupa and the quesadilla. Who cares? Whatever. Just eat it. It's yeah, fun. it's pretty rough. It's just crappy. Go for it. But yeah, as you're like, I really like that crunch wrap I had last time. Nope. Don't got it. No. Fuck. What am I going to get? So that's the exception to the rule. I'll say... If you need a few extra seconds to sort out the, and it's a really badly laid out menu. If yeah. you go to, it just gets crap. But like if you're at McDonald's and you're inside and you get to the front of the line and you go, well, oh, hmm. <laughs> well, do you guys make a, do you guys have like a steak sandwich yeah. or something? We have pictures of food up here. You can see that we don't. Right. Was it? Was it's like, it's McDonald's. They have the... had the same menu <laughs> For 57 years. And then they look between the left and the right menu. It's the same menu on both sides. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, don't. first off, don't get in line yeah. if you don't know what you want. Because it's fine. You don't know what you want yet. Yeah. You're still trying to sort it out. Go to the back. Wait until you know what you want. Don't stand in line like, well, I don't know what I want, but I got to keep my place. It's like yeah. the people like in Soviet, the Soviet Russia thing uh-huh. where there would be lines for stuff and people would just get in it not knowing just what the line in, yeah. was for but they it's knew just, they had to get something yeah it's just a big hole at the end and yeah. they disappeared just, for forever just <laughs> sunk into and yeah yeah don't get in line if you don't know what you want and it's they have mcnuggets and they have burger type stuff yeah that's it that's pretty much it sort yeah. it out you get and invariably they wind up getting up there stall around for five minutes then it's well you know just give me a big mac <laughs> but I, hold I, the sauce i like that uh, uh i think all of our choices so far have like this weird like it's like this this contract with society that people seem to ignore. Or, yeah. And those are the one things that stand out is like we're in the simplest of situations with ordering fast food. There's pictures of food. It, you've ha- And you, I guarantee you're ordering what you've had before. The chance that you are going to branch out for something new and, and not get the 10-piece McNuggets. Also, you're getting the barbecue sauce because you don't do sweet and sour. And you know that. You're not even – considering getting sweet and sour, you know how you like your McNuggets. Right. And that person has broken that, like, society's contract, and it's just like, I'm standing behind you. I know what I want. (laughs) Invariably, the person you're behind is the person who's like, you know yours is going to go like like, 10 seconds. I want this, this, and this. 
okay, here's how much it is. Thank you. Thank you. And you kind of have to give the, you wind up giving the cashier like a little like, <laughs> sorry, this guy. Crazy. Yeah, you, connect, you, connect, you have a connection with you him. Can, but then you connect with the cashier being like, you know. Yeah. I, I always think the cashier looks at you like, I hate you too. <laughs> Look, I hate all of you. It's not just that person. One day I'm bringing a gun in here. <laughs> yes. So uh, I think uh, these gentlemen have registered all their uh, poor restaurant and uh, or unusual restaurant and bar behavior observations. And at this point, I'm going to register mine. And that is anytime somebody speaks to the server as anything other than a real person. I think one thing that people have when they go into a restaurant is maybe a little bit of awkwardness with addressing somebody who is now in the servant class. That's something we just don't really have anymore in the, the U.S., but you might have had long ago. But I think anybody who speaks a little too loudly, um, kind of treats that person other than like as a res- kind of a gives them the respect they would any normal human being. The finger snap. The finger snap. That's a bad one, right? Oh, There's, God, hey, yeah. Excuse me. Snap, snap, snap. Rudeness. There's the rudeness that this person shouldn't it's, be. It's the same thing you would do with a dog that you're trying to get like off the counter. Hey. Hey. I, and you would do that like... There are different specialized, you know, parts of the uh, uh, service industry, but you would never snap it like a doctor. Would you snap it like even like your the ro- the guy who changes your oil? But for some reason, people do that to servers all the time. The most ridiculous behavior happens. Hey guys, real quick, do we have one that we could self-report on e- on ourselves? For? I'm going to self-report on this one. Oh, you do that. And that is, um, I speak to servers as if. I'm at an open mic night, and I want to try out funny material to them all the time. And they laugh, and then I see them do the turn, but they start to roll their eyes before they're done with the turn. I think I do that, and I kick myself forward, just like trying to make jokes, trying to be, I want to be the funniest person you ever served today. So that's kind of my own personal pet peeve. Um, I'll throw mine in, which is going to like a quick service place, and sitting in the giant booth that's made for six people, yeah. Instead mm. of like the little table for one, yeah. I have to do I I because especially I used to like really be a big fan of going to lunch, getting a newspaper, and like reading the newspaper while I ate my lunch. Mm-hmm. Now newspapers were these things. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've made that joke yeah. before. But I used to, and I would just spread out. I like to spread out. You know, go to Denny's, and they said, "What well, do you want to sit? There's room at the counter. There's these little." Now, I, I, if I can get like that booth over there, that's Just great. Just that giant thing where 20 people would sit. And yeah. Like... I really want to spread out. It's like yeah. man spreading. It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. Manfredi yeah. spreading. Manfredi spreading. <laughs> so I'm going to sum up. Um, Michael came in strong uh, with tipping poorly and splitting the bill. But you know what Richard did? He said the same damn thing. It took the wind out of Michael's sails. Then Richard came in with some uh, pretty fun observations about uh, his brother, who always comes in and turns his back to the door like Han Solo trying to avoid uh, Greedo. And the uh, person who makes it to the front of the fast food line, maybe at a fast food restaurant they've eaten at their entire life and has zero idea of what to order. <laughs> so those kind of aw- fun observations about awful behavior are what make me choose him as the winner. I'm, I'm hungry. I hear Taco Bell has a new pizza taco. <laughs> they should we go just, get it. <laughs> taco Bell should just have like like a mystery box where it's just five items in there. You don't know what you're getting, but you you cannot you can. com- complain. <laughs> you cannot bring it back. You have, you have to, to eat it. You have to drive off now. What if it's just brimming with Diet Pepsi? Like you, know, <laughs> that's your box. Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> like four ninety nine. Just deal with it. Just get out of here. Pizza pizza dealer. <laughs> All right, you got you have to deal with it. This has been Jeff. This is Richard. I'm Michael. 
fuck is my point? Oh, I feel like I had out of body experience just now. 